Yeah. Do you already know this story? I mean, this is a terrible story, but do you already know the story about Ike named Tina Turner, Tina Turner? And that... Yeah, yeah. He named her that, so if she left, he could replace somebody else to be the new Tina Turner. So... Wow. He just sucks. He just sucks. <laughs> so he... Right. So I'm I'm calling her Tina because she chose to keep that name, but also... Just for the record, I renamed Ike and I named him Julian because I thought he would hate that. Oh, wow. So I would wow. only refer after that happened. It was like, you're Julian to me where I'm just calling you, yeah. you know, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that. But what a controlling jerk. I mean, I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. I'm glad he's gone. You could, you could get him yeah. out of any room by just putting like cash and cocaine in a room. And then mm. you would go straight for it. And then you just lock the door wow. and you get your work done. So I broke them up eventually. It was just like, this is awful. You need to Good for you me. need to be gone. We're going to tie yeah. you to a yeah. riverboat and send you down it <laughs> and physically get you away. You're listening to a conversation between Daisy Hobbs, a Tina Turner aficionado, and Tamara Federici, producer of every band ever, already in progress. I'm a big fan of Tina Turner. Uh, I feel like she transcends all... Uh, she transcends gender. I feel like she, when she came out, she was playing with the guys, tougher than the guys, more stamina than the guys. She transcends race. Her music is for everybody. She transcends uh, musical genres. She combines rock and roll with R&B and soul. So she's a very transcendent artist. And so I wanted to talk about her today in honor of her passing. Yeah, I'm so glad that you did too. I feel like as much as we um, celebrate her, she wasn't celebrated enough, actually. Yeah, Absolutely. And she definitely was an inspiration for many people today. So um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was um, for her kind of her physical appearance. Uh, obviously, her music is iconic. But another thing she was iconic for was her iconic legs and her glorious gams. So <laughs> did you have were you privy? I know you've known her a long time. Were you privy to her health and fitness regimen or kind of what she did to keep her her beautiful toned physique? Yeah, I only know that she had a rule that she would not um, sit for more than 30 minutes at a time, that she was very active and she wanted to get up. And so that's how, that's her longevity was sort of like, she was not sedentary at all. She was kind of like, you know, she had a little alarm. Yeah, she had a little, (laughs) a little uh, watch that would beep at her. So at 30 minutes, it'd be like, oh, time to get up. She was always moving. A Fitbit before the Fitbit right. came out. She had it, she had them fashion her at her wow, own wow. type of, you know, whatever a prototype of Fitbit is just for that. Back then, wow. Yeah, there was um, one. She had one on her left hand for horizontal things and then one on her left hand for just like shimmies and turns because, you know, you didn't want her to just stand up and sit down. You, you really wanted the other stuff. You really wanted like all of the awesome power and shaking and all of that. That just reminded me of a clip I saw on TMZ the other day where she was doing a concert and she had no harness and she was over the audience hanging with no harness on so she could have just fell over the crowd. She was fearless. So do you remember that? I do. I just can't, you know, like it's one of those things where it seemed normal in the day because we didn't know any better. And now, yeah, like, Billie crazy. Eilish would never do that. She, she can use a harness. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. We're right. going to have a stunt double, body double. Right. <laughs> I would have all that. Yeah. That's definitely a different generation of, of people yeah. who's like, yeah, let's do it. I might die. Okay. Right. I need hazard pay. I need all that. Right. I need it for the song. <laughs> let's do it. We're doing it. <laughs> Somebody put me in a real hot air balloon. We're going up. Did she have an obsession with 
Rivers, just because she has several songs like River Deep, Mountain High, and then Rolling on a River. You know, there's a lot of river references. So what what was her? Okay, first of all, you um, have a great voice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you also sing you know, on Broadway, right? Yeah, yeah, I used to. Yeah. I feel like in a, yeah, in a past life. Um, yeah, she does have an obsession with rivers. She and I could both <laughs> like bodies of water more than you would think. That was actually created when they saw one of those little duck boats that was like a paddle boat, two person paddle boat. Yeah, I love those. That's they a, were on that? Yeah. So the very oh beginning, you know, where it kind of rolls up on you real slowly. Mm-hmm. That's that like two person paddle where you're not going very oh. far, very fast. You're just. You know, you're not quite rolling on the river. You're kind of like, you're pre-rolling. Right, it right. It feels like a pre-roll. And so by the time you get rolling on a river, they meant the Euphrates River. And so it's a much I was going to ask river. you what river. That I was going to say what body is. of water were they referring to? Oh, my God. This is so good to know. Okay. I know. They, now it all it makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they tried to have like... um down by the rivulet or something and it was like i don't think mm-hmm. that's, that's not it, your it's song not, yeah it's not gonna work that's like a yeah it's so small like and there's too many syllables to where it doesn't work well on the rivulet it doesn't really it's sort of a different work. it's too much yeah too much work <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. exactly wow yeah. wow i know so that's that's where that came from it, it's just Huggable. yeah part of it is also about like a couple you know, like those mm-hmm. paddle boats would drive you mad as a couple, I feel like, if you want to go two different mm-hmm. directions, but you can only paddle right. forward. And that was yeah. certainly those two guys, right? Like they're like, all right, we're going to paddle forward. It's analog- yeah, even though yeah, this is. It's a- very analogous to their relationship. Yeah. It's very like, yeah, they're, yeah, wow. You just the get- struggle to, and the waves and the rockiness of the water. Yep. Yeah, it, it, like, oh let's paddle God. forward. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, you know. This is good. This This knowledge is really. <laughs> Okay. Well, speaking of singing and, and Broadway and the stuff that, did you have anything to, I don't know if you had anything to do with her Broadway musical, the Tina musical. I saw it last year. I was about to ask you. Yes, I saw it. Okay. I was obsessed. Adrian Warren, who played Tina, who won the Tony Award for playing Tina, is absolutely unreal. And I love listening to the soundtrack. Did you have anything to do with the musical or have any insight into her working on it? Because I know she cast Adrian, who played who played her, and she was a producer, and she had involvement in that. And I'm so glad that she had a, a Broadway musical about her before she died, and she got to see yeah, and amazing. get her flowers and, and get yeah. her, you know, some, some of these stars don't get that. So did you have any insight to that? Well, or? my rule with producing every band ever is that, I, is that if you're about to make, if you're going to make any album, I'm involved in it. If you're doing a musical mm. or a soundtrack, I'm not beholden to do those. So I wasn't involved in the theatricalization of the musical at this point. But I am curious if you think you would ever play Tina. If this opportunity <laughs> came up for you, could you see yourself doing it? How would you do it? I, I, you know. My vocal cords cannot. <laughs> I think there's probably the five people in the country that can sing that. It's power. Um, <laughs> it's so high. It's so the low stuff, the low stuff I can do. Oh, wow. Um, but once you get to the low stuff, but then it gets high and I'm like, nope, that's why. I, uh, would you do it? If I could. I mean, who can? <laughs> I know. Not many people. I know, right? I like when it's low. It's like, uh, what's that song? I don't know. Oh, don't need another you. hero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a family. <laughs> One a husband and some children. But then, yeah, <laughs> I can do a bad that's private dancer. Party City but impression. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that is so good. Right. Yeah, no, the, the show was incredible. Oh, my God. I feel like a, t- I'm glad she- a Tina, Tina Turner themed party might be a good 
a good theme oh party because you could go with so many different with things. With the big wigs. Mm-hmm. You got to have like the big um, wig from What's Love Got to Do With It. Oh, that's a question I had. Okay. okay. When Tina first heard the lyrics to What's Love Got to Do With It, I heard she, ha- well, it's like known that she hated the song. She didn't like the song. She didn't want, she like didn't want to record it. And then obviously that became like her biggest hit. So that was like, that revitalized, that song revitalized like, you know, her career. Yeah, right. So why didn't she like it? Or why wasn't she drawn to it? Yeah, it did. You're so right that she, uh, she thought her career was over and then, and then it came back even stronger. And a key into it was what's a secondhand emotion. She had said, love is the secondhand emotion, right? So that's when it was, what's a firsthand emotion? It's hunger. Hungriness uh-huh. is the first one. Then fear is the third hand emotion. And then straight up trouble is the fourth emotion. That, okay. you know, that comes up sometimes, but not enough. But that's the order. So then she oh made like a little God. food pyramid. Right. It's like a sandwich, an emotional sandwich it's all inside. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and love is in the middle. Exactly. It is an emotional sandwich and it's an emotional chart. Okay. So... When she sings, that is this is so helpful to get to like pick your brain, someone who was so close to her and worked side by side with her for so many years. Can you tell me and put the record straight? When she sings, you're simply the best, better than all the rest. Who is she talking about? Who is she referring to? Who was simply the best? Lincoln. Oh my god. Abraham Lincoln. How did I not realize that? I don't know. It's that's obvious. That's obvious. It's between the lines. <laughs> it's not right out there. She's not like, You're the best, Lincoln. It's just right. It's implied. But once you say it, I'm like, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, right? Then you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she loved Lin- Wow. I know. Who did you think it was? Well, she was she a cat per- Her cat? Her pet? Oh, that's a good one. That's who I internalize it as, because I have two cats and I'm a cat psycho. So I was thinking it was my cats. That's a great one. Now, I think, but that's the, the, the magic of her music, is that every single person who listens to it takes something different from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what she would want, too. I feel like she was had such a wide audience. Crazy. Yeah. It resonates differently <laughs> with everyone. So it's not a cat song. Okay. So I will. Yeah, there are cat songs. With that, but... <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Damn it, Tina. I thought it was about cats the whole damn time for years. Okay. It's about Lincoln. Okay. Okay. But you make it yours. <laughs> That's what she would want. She would want you to make it about your cats. I have a question about the movie, if you don't mind. Okay. Because I know a lot of people were mad about, as a black consensus, we all were mad that Angela Bassett did not win the 1994 for the Academy Award for portraying Tina Turner in What's Love Got to Do With It. We still are a little bit, you know, salty about this years, you know, 30 years later. But what was her, did she have an attachment to uh, the movie? Did she want Angela, was she upset when Angela Bassett didn't win for playing her? Oh, sure. Did she want the movie to get an Oscar in general or or didn't? Yeah, I think she understands the nature of uh, awards, like having won a lot, Mm. but then also having been discounted out of a lot. Like Beyonce getting getting discounted out of awards after being like so, you know, like she's obviously superior in a lot of categories. I feel like Tina Turner is the same way. So she kind of just like has her head about her when awards come out. But I think for Angela Bassett, I mean, first she's like, it's me. (laughs) That's my story. But then also Angela Bassett did an amazing job. So I know that she was she was frustrated that that happened. And I, I guess there's nothing to be done about it. But I do know that she, yeah. she was upset. <laughs> and then she sent Angela Bassett a Bassett hound. Oh, my God. She is an animal lover. Oh, yeah. my God. With a note? Yeah. It was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but P.S. You're the best. 
Simply oh, the best. Simply the best. Um, See, it is an animal song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. Wow. What other songs are your favorites? What do you connect to the most in Tina? Well, you know, I literally just found out a few days ago that she, and this was years ago, she had a song. She redid Santana. All in the game of love. With Michelle Branch. She, there's a version with her. I literally didn't even know that. And I've been listening to it like it just came out and it literally has been out for years. But I didn't know that she did that. My favorite song is definitely What's Love Got to Do With It, Private Dancer. We don't need another hero. Those are probably my three favorite. And then, of course, obviously, Proud Mary and all those. But I really like kind of the more mid-tempo, like slower kind of ones. Mm. Um, So those are probably my three favorite. Oh, wow. What's Love Got to Do With It? Like, that's definitely my favorite song. It's good. For sure. She's just always in it, you know? Yeah. Every single song, she's just in it. And uh, That's why her stuff works so well for me. It, It lends itself very well for musical her, all of her music, you know, yeah, because it's very, you can emote very well. It's like everything's like a monologue. There's a story, a very cohesive beginning, middle and end. And so I think that's why it lent itself so well to a, to kind of a stage show. Yeah. I wonder if in the stage show, if they, if they cover the I gets at all, because that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they're, oh yeah. They're, they're dancing. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. So they got rid of yeah. a lot of the I cuts in real life. Yeah, I think it like rotate. <laughs> you like you know, um, yeah. <laughs> they were rolling. They were rolling on the ra- <laughs> rotating. Daisy Hobbs is a former Broadway actress turned comedy writer. Her scripts feature quirky black female protagonists and diverse casts. Daisy is an accomplished songwriter and hopes to write the next great musical cult classic, BFA Carnegie Mellon. She's been published in McSweeney's and a 2022 Austin Film Festival Best Comedy Pilot finalist. Tamara Federici once slapped a riverboat captain really, really hard. Every band ever is, Will Velasquez, editor and producer Clark Jackson, audio engineer Will Briley, publicity Mary Lear, coordinator Jonah Katz, social media artwork by Simon Morris Winheld. Visit our link tree at Every Band Ever on Instagram. We were rolling, rolling, rolling on a rivulet.